in my area cold, dark skin, light skin, medium tones, punting braids, got many afros, big clips, got clips, some of us don't. Welcome to the Black Aggie Chronicles. <laughs> I'm Titi Laiumi Okwanda, and today my special guest is Ayumide Okwanda, University of Michigan Gang. alumna. <laughs> That's fine. And today's episode is going to be about the mental health of Black students at PWIs. I got the idea for this topic because I talked to a CAPS counselor the other day because I was going through a lot. And aside from all the regular stresses of being a student and being an engineering student, being a woman in engineering, he mentioned how just being black at, at a PWI is another stressor, which is crazy. Cause like, I feel like it's not something that's really talked about. Personally, my first realization that being black, at, that being black at a PWI was going to be like a thing I had to think about was at fish camp when I was on a bus of maybe a hundred people and I was the only black person and then we got to camp and I was the only black person out of like 500 people and it was crazy and it was scary so did you have that kind of like realization at Michigan yeah and I, I really love your topic first of all like the mental health of black students in PWIs and for those who don't know a PWI is a predominantly white institution. And even though when I was going to Michigan, I knew it was a PWI, I was shook by how predominantly white it was. Like I had a similar experience at my orientation. We were in a room of 500 students. Like I remember the announcer saying it so proudly, like there are 500 members of our freshman class here right now. And it was you, me and mom. We were like three yeah. of, I think there were six black people. It was like another black family. <laughs> and I was like, wow especially coming from a nigerian community where we were yeah. all you know black basically like it was really shocking i would say the least and so that was my first moment being like oh my god i'm not like the majority of people here you know yeah and even like i remember looking at the demographics and like turns out out of undergrad students it's like two or three percent but like hearing it's two or three percent and then seeing two to three percent is way different, very, very different. And it was just crazy to like really experience that in the flesh. To say, um, yeah, for me, when I was looking at the statistics of how many black people were at the University of Michigan, it was like 4%. And um, when we talk about the mental health of black students that are, you know, a severe minority in a school like that, um, one thing that comes to mind is like imposter syndrome. When everyone else that looks like you I mean, when everyone else doing what you're trying to do doesn't look like you, it kind of makes you feel like you're not meant to be there. When everyone else looks similar and you look different, it's like, maybe I should be also doing something different. And so I think something that's like really understated when it comes to, um, especially like minorities and like STEM, especially, it's just that imposter syndrome makes you feel like you're not meant to be there, even though you're as qualified, if not more, more qualified. And so that's another big like factor when it comes it's to mental health. you should actually bring that up, curves. Tell me why every time we're at like a Nesby meeting and stuff and like the presenters will like bring up imposter syndrome. Personally, I don't know why. Actually, I have an inkling of like as to why, but like up until now, I have yet to feel that. It's but because we were raised because, as white men. Mm -hmm. No, I am Literally. a white man. Like, no, I don't. On, on one hand, I had, <laughs> yeah, on one, <laughs> on one hand, I had like mom and dad constant, or mommy and mom, but like mostly dad. Tell me like, how brilliant I am. I'm so smart. 
And then obviously growing up, going to PWI for elementary, middle, high school, I was keeping up. I was at the top, you know, it was never yes. anything, whatever to me. So like, I know like I deserve to be here and I worked hard to be here and like I'm meant to be here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You so, have like, to consider. Gym, maybe like I'm lucky in that regard. I've never felt that, honestly. Okay. So yeah. it's one thing to pursue a STEM degree when you're the first person in your family to pursue a STEM degree. It's another thing to pursue it when you're like the 10th person and it's yeah like, and we have like eight doctors already so it's like nothing new exactly so like for us it's kind of like the bare minimum is becoming a doctor if i became a doctor and a lawyer i would then be doing above what my family's doing but if you come from a lineage that doesn't finish college or finish college with a degree that was not stem heavy you try to do something different you don't have that role model you don't have that set of expectations it's much easier to feel like an imposter versus if i become a doctor i'm just following in my family's you know lineage yeah and like aside from like that stressor of like being black has like a whole like subset of other stressors there's you know the, the typical racism discrimination gang gang then there's no, being at a lower associate <laughs> being at a lower socioeconomic status can I pause like, you real quick we don't relate to any of these can we, i was about can to say i was gonna bring that up i was gonna talk about that not us gonna talk about our privilege as privileged blakes i had that written down so that stressor of being black it comes with a whole subset of other stressors there's racism discrimination coming from like a lower socioeconomic status and undereducation, which we don't really have a problem with those last two because of how we grew up and like um, coming from a family of immigrants who came here for the purpose of making money and they were able to like achieve that. We don't have those kinds of pro- kinds of problems. So we're privileged in that regard. But another problem that comes with being black on campus and everything is that we're coming with all these stressors and the easy thing should be to just go seek help. But the black community has a lot of trouble seeking help because of culture and self-concealment. So culture-wise, like you're probably aware of like the stigma surrounding uh, mental health issues and everything in the black community. And that's really the reason why no one ever seeks it out even though they probably should. And self-concealment, is the tendency to withhold distressing and potentially embarrassing info from other people because we're already black. We're already the only black person in, all, in every single room that we're in. That's a real fact. Want- like I know for myself, when I started telling my dad, like, hey, I have anxiety. He was like, what do you mean? Meanwhile, <laughs> his twin sister is a psychiatrist. You Which know? is crazy, right? Because so I would assume he knows very well what I mean. But, you know, despite her being a psychiatrist, it was still like not my child, not my culture. That's a white people thing. And I feel like that stigma of like mental health issues is a white people thing is another thing that holds back, especially our generation and even our parents generation. Like, I think our generation is kind of breaking out of that more, but it definitely holds people back. Yeah, And I remember even like sitting in my Clan 181 class. Uh, we're all girls in there, all women in engineering. And this one girl walks in with a BLM mask. And I said, no way. <laughs> and I just a had to avoid her. Yes, of course. I, I'm, I'm always the only Black person in the room. <laughs> no way. So like seeing her, that BLM, I, I made sure to stay as far away as possible. Because she didn't, know that, she didn't know it maybe, but she was drawing more attention to me. And I don't need that. I don't want that. 
that's just more to think about. And even like the whole women in engineering thing. Yes, women were a minority, but I heard a rumor that last last year there were only two black girls in the CS major here at AM. And I looked it up, I couldn't find a number because the number was too low actually. There were a total of a hundred for last semester actually for fall 2021, there were 143 black girls in the engineering college period, undergrad at least. So it's like, I believe that number now, but it's very scary to think about. But it's just that that added kind of pressure of you were representing like every black girl in America pretty much because all these people are, they're going to go to their jobs and everything. And they're going to say, oh yeah, I had a black girl in this one class and she was always late or she was always early or she was always dressed to the nines or she was always wearing pajamas, you know, that kind of thing. So I have that extra pressure. I have that extra stressor, you know, I'm always thinking like, oh, I have to represent everybody. I'm not just representing me or my family, you know. I think that brings us to the end of our Sizzler. Watch out for more episodes in the future. This has been... Yeah, I love to be a part of this. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is great what you're doing here. Spread the, spread the word. Period. This has been the Black Aggie Chronicles. And a quick thank you to our sponsors, Texas, Texas A&M University, Mushanga, Henderson, Caesar Richardson, Masuda Anderson, and Edmonds. Thanks and gig'em.